0: or simply someone that wants to hear an inspiring story the know your why podcast is made for you hi everyone i'm jason ballara and this is the know your why podcast today i'm here with jeff wickersham jeff is a sought after my sought after mindset and confidence coach who helps clients to intentionally step into the best versions of themselves um jeff's a, a number one best-selling author and a tony robbins award winner a podcast podcast host and a practitioner of what he teaches this uh, the bio, everyone, just so you know, there's a lot of really cool stuff that I, I will ask you about. But first, Jeff, I just want to say thank you for coming on the podcast. I, I really do appreciate it. Uh, Jason,
1: thank you. I'm I'm truly grateful and, and honored for the opportunity.
0: Awesome. And so with that, why don't we just start with you telling everybody kind of about yourself, what your, your background is and, and what you're what you're doing now.
1: So my background was typical, I would say, suburban kind of middle America, right, of Growing up in a a pretty grounded family, went the college route, went the corporate route from small companies to larger companies for about 22 years. And then seven and a half years ago, I had that life event that punched me in the gut, cut me at the knees. Unfortunately, I lost my mom to breast cancer. And yeah, thank you. I, I appreciate that. And when you watch the woman that brought you into this world, leave this world, literally take her last breath it fundamentally changes you at your core. And, and you grieve, you mourn, you question everything in life. Obviously, now you know how fragile life is and how every single day is a gift. It's a gift that we're here talking today. And I questioned everything. And I said, was what I'm doing from a work career perspective lighting me up? And it, it wasn't. So I pivoted about 18, 20 months after opened up a gym locally. I was always into fitness. My late mother was a school teacher, but she taught aerobics at night for many years. And then what organically grew out of that was mindset, confidence, peak performance coaching, because we don't have a shortage of gyms in the United States, but yet 72% of the population is either overweight or obese. So it's not necessarily the gyms. And I found this in my experience, it's what's in between our ears, right? It's the daily battle, Jason, you face, I face, we all face from those negative thoughts versus that, those positive thoughts, the negative dog versus the positive dog. So I went down that deep personal development rabbit hole myself because I knew now moving from corporate to owning my own business, pivoting the business, I knew I needed to uplevel my skills. So I went down that deep personal development rabbit hole. I'll never get out of it. I never want to. It's amazing, amazing journey when you start this self-discovery and this learning and this curiosity. So now I help guide others intentionally step into the best version of themselves personally and professionally. And it's an amazing, amazing gift that I'm able to help others guide others and, and have them step into the best version of themselves.
0: Yeah. And I mean, that's amazing to, I think, have that kind of. I don't know, realization, it, it's it's very tragic to to lose your mother. And I'm sorry, I, I think what I what I really like on this show is when I hear, though, that people take hardships and kind of turn them turn them around into something positive, because it's certainly that would be an easy thing to, you know, kind of go down a different rabbit hole and, and be, you know, as as uh, as as negative as you have, you know, sort of become, you know, got transformed for the positive. So, um, good for you, you know, sort of taking that choice. So maybe would you talk about sort of how you did that, how you started that journey and and kind of what, what that looked like for you?
1: I remember the last really deep conversation I had with my mother and that, that was kind of the the spark. I was taking her down to a, a treatment down at a hospital in in Philadelphia near where we live. And she talked about legacy and she had seven She has seven grandchildren and she taught, talked about how she just wanted to be remembered. And I remember that conversation so vividly and telling her that her positivity, her hope, because she battled breast cancer on and off for 17 years, it came back three times. Anytime anybody had something going on in her life, she would send them this, this hope message from Charles Sawyer. And I told her you're, hope your positivity will live on through me. So I didn't know it in the moment, right? You're having this conversation, but looking back, I feel like it was almost like a relay race where somebody passed the baton to me. And then through self-discovery, I said, I need to run with this. I need to make an impact. I'm chasing legacy as well, because I don't want to get to the end of my journey and have that same question i want to make a dent in the universe and that was the spark to to really move it obviously it, t- it takes time right it's not going to happen overnight and i it's a lot of self discovery a lot of learning but to your point i use her memory as a as a gift now i i wear a pink wristband every day to keep her close to me not to go crawling wallow in the corner, but to compel me to act, compel me to bring that positive energy, be that positive force of hope of change. And we need that more than ever in the world. So that's, that's truly at my core heart and soul, my mission.
0: And did you, did you go get yourself a coach? How, How did you actually kind of, what steps did you take to, to go down that, that journey? Cause you know, I, We'll get into it too. We we talk about you know sort of specifically about why on this podcast, but but sounds like you had a a powerful one. But what did you, I guess, what did you actually do tactically to to make those shifts in your life? And maybe, I mean, I think for some people it's not a huge shift. They're already you know kind of that. It sounds like your mom really primed you to be sort of that sort of person anyway. So I, I don't know if there's something that you did to enhance uh you know going going through that self discovery
1: yes i had multiple multiple coaches along the way right different courses different coaching programs i became a voracious reader just reading book after book podcast taking adopting putting that scientist white lab coat on what works what doesn't playing around with it it was a Transformational journey. It didn't happen over overnight, but I, I I picked and choose what I got from from different coaches. Whether it was getting through those negative beliefs that play in my mind, whether it was building my gym business, whether it was building my peak performance mindset confidence coaching business. I, I had help along the way, and I feel like so many times people feel that asking for help is a sign of weakness it's actually a sign of strength and you see anybody uber successful they've got a team they've got coaches they have people that are pushing them and i think there's this belief that just lies in many of us that i can do it on my own and and you really you really can't you get that support you get somebody else to push you that's the fuel that keeps you going
0: mm-hmm. yeah that's a that's a great point and i think you know i want people to sort of hear this twice and because I think that you do see people that are uber successful and 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 not to take not to take credit from them. they They're working hard. You've got to put in the work yourself as well. But I do think you 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 see them as as a as almost like a lone wolf. like you've got to be this this only person doing it on your own, working you know, twenty two hours a day kind of thing to to get to these, you know really big heights, but like, What I've discovered in in a lot of ways, just from from talking to people on this podcast is like every successful person has, like you said, like a team behind them. And I think that's such an, an important and like powerful thing to to make sure people know you don't have to do it alone. You don't like it's like. People, maybe the most common example of people getting you know sort of regular people outside of professional sports getting getting uh, a coach would be like a a personal trainer right Mm -hmm. people will you, you go to the gym get a trainer but then and people know that people understand that that's a thing that can happen whether or not they do it they know that that exists but they don't maybe necessarily know all the different types of other coaches that you could you know reach out to utilize have have to improve the other parts of your life so it's like great you go to the gym whatever you want to whatever your goals are lose weight you know lift more weight who who cares that that's not the point but like there are people that can help you that guide you through that in other areas of your life whether that's business development personal development relationships all of that and I think we don't we don't necessarily utilize them as much as we should, but we also maybe just don't know that they exist. Like I, I didn't know that there was so much of this available until really until starting the podcast. So I think it's a really cool thing to, to hear about it and, and meet people like yourself that are, that are actually doing that and helping people, you know, kind of achieve big things through that, through that coaching. I,
1: I agree with you. I mean, think about it. We go to the physical gym, we get a personal trainer. If you ask the majority of people, Hey, do you have a mindset coach? Do you have somebody that works on your mental fitness, right? You get mental reps, you're building that strength. The likelihood they do is, is pretty pretty slim, right? Not, not many people know. And, and that's, the, that's the critical piece. And, and I would say in the seven or so years I've been out in the entrepreneurial space, I've probably spent North of $60,000 on coaches and programs and, and yeah. building my, my mindset. And if you adopt that philosophy of, Hey, I'm hitting the physical gym. I need to hit that mindset, Jim. How am I, how am I building my courage? How am I building my hope? How am I building my positivity? It is incredibly powerful. And I would say that's more important than any physical aspect. I love the physical yeah. side, obviously coming from a gym background and you can build so much mental toughness from it, but you've, putting in those mental reps is huge.
0: Yeah. And I, that's a a perfect point in the sense that like, so I, like I have a, I have a personal trainer at the gym. They, I I do that in, and probably one of the biggest reasons I do it is for accountability because yep. it's like, I, I know if I have an appointment with him, I'm going. And I know if I didn't have appointments with him, there's a good chance I would say, oh, I'm too busy. I'm not going to go go work out. So it's, it to me, it's, it's in large part accountability, which I think a lot of the, the any of the other types of life coaches would be as well as just someone, someone you're checking in regularly to make sure you're doing the things that you need to do to keep you on track. And you, you mentioned that you spent, you know, 60,000 on, on coaches in that range. And, and so I think what that what popped into my mind when you said that is what a lot of people even say to me about a personal trainer. They're like, well, isn't that expensive? And it's like, I guess, yes, but like what it what it the benefits that it has for me both physically and mentally are well worth it. And I would say, you know, on that point of it being expensive, like I would say your what you've spent on coaches, tell me if you if I'm wrong. I'm guessing it has made you more money. Than you've spent on them and not even just money, happiness, like fulfillment, all of that, like that people just don't realize the value of investing in yourself, I think is something that gets missed a lot.
1: So, so true. And I was voted in my senior class, biggest complainer the male side, I talked to a a fraternity brother of mine who was in one of my masterminds. And he kind of said, you were a Debbie Downer in college, right? And so just as you're you're listening or or watching, I didn't start this way. It was through being tenacious, being relentless, having a growth mindset of building that up. And to your point, yes, I, I, I wanted to, I invested knowing that if you're sitting on your deathbed and you're 70 years old and you could have had a personal trainer or a mindset coach that could have gotten you through are you going to regret spending that money if you didn't spend it you're probably going to regret it because you would have said man i wish so your health physically and mentally is the most important thing i mean if you go through any any kind of health issue either physically or mentally you know it is yeah. Um, that's why it's such, it should be the number one priority of what you're doing on a daily basis, because to your point, I show up so much happier, so much more positive. My sons feel it. My wife feels it. People around me feel it. And that's because of the work I do every single day on myself. And it's not selfish. So many people say, Hey, it's selfish. If I spend time, I, I get up, I got to take care of others. No, you got to take care of yourself first. And then you show up so much better for all those around you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And we, we, we talked about that, you know, taking care of yourself first a little bit before we started recording, just that we both, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people don't want to get up early. Like, why do you, you know, why, how do you get so much done? What, what are you doing? What, how do you find the time? And both of us get up very early in the day for specifically that reason, right? Just for specifically to get some time where you can work on the things that you need to to, to get your day on, you know, off on the right foot. And then that that allows us to show up for our families so much better because otherwise, you know, you're, it's almost like you feel like you're playing catch up all day long. And so when your, your kids, you know, my kids are, are younger than yours, but, you know, regardless when your kids were are like, hey dad, I wanna, I wanna, you know, use the example of go to the pool or, or you know, your wife's like, let's go out to dinner tonight, like any of that. If you feel like you're in a constant catch up mode, which I think, honestly, probably most people in life just feel like that all the time. They're just right. trying to catch up, you know, get, they they think there's some magical place where it's gonna, they're, they're gonna eventually catch up. And it's like, you can't really, I don't think you can catch up. I think you have to get in front and you do that, you know, sort of by starting the day in front. And and I think it's just, um, it, it's so much better, you know, you you mentioned, you know, being selfish. It's like, it's so much better to take care of yourself because then you can give more of yourself to everybody else. And I had, I, on one of the podcast episodes, uh, actually the the guy who, who edits my podcast, he, he's, he's a a life coach as well, but he, we did an episode where he interviewed me and he (laughs) was like, what he asked me, what do I do for myself? And I, at first I laughed and I was like, I don't, I I actually couldn't think of anything right off the bat. And then I was like, what it is, is I exercise. Mm -hmm. And my wife knows like my going to the gym or my playing soccer is what allows me to then be a better husband, father, whatever the case may be. Right. And and I think people have to find that thing that they put into themselves that allows them to, to have that, you know, (laughs) just make you a better person to be around, I guess is, is kind of what it, what it comes down to.
1: Yeah, I I totally agree. The majority of folks are playing defense. I like to equate it to basketball. I've coached both my sons in basketball for years, defense, your knees are bent, your hips are bent, your quads burn after a little bit, it's exhausting. And that's how so many people are starting the day when they don't take time for themselves, show up, better physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally for those around you. And think about it. Their body then is in, when you're in defense, you're in fight or flight, right? You're, you're, you're playing catch up. I watch, you know, I, I get my kids on the bus. Sometimes I watch kids sprinting to the bus cause they're late and it yeah. drives me bonkers. Cause I'm like, those kids are in a fight or flight. Oh my God. I'm how do you think that's going to equate to their day? Right. So not playing defense, playing offense, giving yourself time. It is the biggest gift you can give yourself, but also those around you, as well as you had mentioned, Hey, I'm going to get to a place. I'm going to catch up. We've also been fed lies from media, from TV, from everything that at some point there's going to be this exoneration of the work you need to do. And that just doesn't happen. And I used to think that way. I'm going to get to a point where I'm going to be on an Island sitting back drinking my ties going in the ocean one you wouldn't be happy if you didn't have a purpose right and and you didn't have a mission and i've come to the realization i'm never going to retire i will semi-retire but i will always be involved because i always want to have that purpose that keeps you you know plugged in it keeps you youthful it keeps you getting up out of bed in the morning so that's incredibly important and then you mentioned exercise I always love working with clients on, hey, what's your number one self-care habit? Mine is the same as yours, exercise. When I don't exercise in the morning, I feel it. And they say exercise is a half a dose of Ritalin for focus and then half a dose of Prozac for your, for your mood. And that's one thing you can do naturally and it lasts for 12 hours. It's incredibly powerful. If you do it in the morning, imagine that a little bit of Ritalin, a little bit of Prozac that you can naturally produce, it's incredibly powerful. So defining that number one self-care habit that every single day I need to do it is so important. And uh love that that yours is exercise as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's I I <laughs> you know, my wife knows that if if I, if I go for any like more than a day or two and not and don't get to exercise it's it's i'm i'm just not i just can't focus i'm not i'm not as happy to be around like it's a it's a real notable thing and so so she's happy for me to exercise as well right um i wanted to just touch on some of the things in your bio that that i think are kind of cool things that that you know people don't necessarily have to take it to this extreme but they might like some of these uh tactics and so you, you mentioned you completed um your second david goggins 4 by4 by 48 mile run what i don't actually know what that is I, I i've done a lot of running but i've never heard i've never heard of that what t- tell us about that so in march it was early
1: march this year and i think it's around march every year he's done it i think this is the third year or fourth year so it's uh you run four miles every four hours for 48 hours straight so you start 11 p.m. Eastern. He starts 8 uh, p.m. Pacific time. You run four miles. You recover. For me, 3 a.m., I run again. Recover, 7 a.m. And you do that for 12 lengths. So it's the equivalent of, you know, 48 miles in in 48 hours. So it's a true physical, but also mental test of dialing in your recovery, your nutrition. How are you getting a little sleep once you have Gotten through that adrenaline rush of the first couple legs, and just pushing through those those quite honestly mental and physical hurdles that many times our mind stops us from uh, from doing. So I've done it, done it twice. I I told my wife that that was it. I am not doing it again because <laughs> last year what I did, I just wanted to finish right. I I am not a big runner. Forty eight miles. I mean that's almost two marathons in a yeah. in a weekend. Yeah. I just wanted to complete it. I think my mile pace was anywhere from 10 and a half to 12 and a half miles this year. I said, you know what? I'm going to get every four mile leg. I'm going to have under a 10 minute pace. So I had a, a focus. Uh, I think overall my, my mile pace was nine thirty one. So, so killed it from a improvement perspective. And I said, all right, that, that's good. That's good. I've yeah. done it twice. <laughs> you know, once is something, and I had a uh, former Navy SEAL FBI agent that I'm a friend friend with. He's a Wim Hof certified instructor. He said, you know, you do something once, that's great. But then once you know the physical and mental pain it's going to require, it takes more to do it a second time yeah. and step through it. So that's why I did it Did it twice. But uh, nice. yeah, it's a it's an amazing, and there's so many people that participate. He goes live. It's, it's an amazing stretch of your physical and mental capabilities.
0: So is it done like virtually you know you're not all you're not all going to this one place where there's a course in your cuz there are races like that where you you know sort of run all night long or whatever and do do that so you're just basically is and and everybody kind of does it at the same time correct yep Okay, sounds cool i would uh, i would give that a shot it it when you say you know it's it's legs of 4 miles 4 miles doesn't sound that bad but then, when you say it's more than two marathons, I'm like, oh, oh yeah, that is that's a <laughs> that's that's a lot of running in two days. So it is yeah, that's it is. Uh, that's pretty cool. And and so then the the other thing in here, um, well, I'll start with the, the ice bath and cold showers. I know uh, I know a lot of people. Well, I don't know a lot of people do that, but I know that people do that. Um, how did you get started with that? And you know, kind of, what's your what's your th- maybe talk a little bit about kind of what your thought process is, what you think that does for you and all of that.
1: So as I was going through this journey, one of the things that I learned is typically your growth lies right past that line of comfort and uncomfortability, right? So as I was learning, reading, watching things, all of a sudden I saw this guy, Wim Hof, and he talked about how getting into the cold gives us a natural stressor that we can put on our bodies. That allows us to adapt to external stresses that that we can't control. So I said ah, that's pretty interesting. Let me let me try it out. I, I that's definitely going to be uncomfortable getting in an ice bath. So I I did, and then I just continued on with it. And being outside of Pennsylvania, and northeast of of the U.S. in the winter time, those cold showers are are pretty cold. And and it's funny, but my, my family has a running joke. The the hot water heater had some issues two winters ago, and they were like. You know the hot water heater is going, and I said I don't realize that because I haven't used hot water in months. So, um, but it's that again that mental challenge. Think about it. About ready to step step into the shower. It's ice cold. I can feel it hit my feet. What is my mind saying? Typically, you're crazy. What the heck are you doing? Well, that's a rep in the mental gym that I can say. You know what? Go sit in the corner. You're either with me or you're against me. But I'm going into the shower. And you start to flex that muscle where the mind's now your ally for so many times, you know, there's two fists kind of going against each other, fighting each other because the, the mind's not on your side. So I, there are physical benefits to it, but I love the mental benefit of now over 1200 straight days of doing it. I'm like, let's go. And the mind says, all right, let's go. Let's step into it.
0: And yeah, I was going to, I guess I, what I've, I haven't, I have, I've done ice baths before that I I have done them, but, but more in a, like a recovery standpoint. So I've always thought about it from the, uh, the, the physical side of it, but not necessarily that, that mental, uh, you know, just sort of overcoming that, yeah, you're going to feel that cold shower and and basically immediately want to get out or change the temperature and all of that. And so just, just sort of forcing yourself to get in there um, is, is, is probably a really, you know, kind of great exercise in, in will control of your will or or however you want to put that. But, um, and then meditation, uh, meditation is something that I, I don't, I don't, I would say, I don't even know how to do it. I have heard, you know, a lot of people, uh, are big proponents of it. I I think that there are I have done things with, you know, kind of breathing exercises and stuff like that, that, that I, I honestly poo-pooed a little bit at first, like that's silly, but actually then just did it because my, uh, my personal trainer had me do it. Sometimes I've, I've had people suggest these things. And then when I actually tried it, it seemed like it really did help. So, um, maybe talk a little bit about your, you know, what you do, what your thoughts are on that. I always
1: thought meditation was very woo-woo-ish, right? Uh, a monk sitting on the side of a snowy mountain right, just right. cross-legged for two hours at a time. And what I've found through four-plus years of meditating every single day, it just provides this peace, this calm, this centering of your mind. And that's so critical in this fast-paced, technology-driven world that, that we live in and i would say meditation could be hey taking three breaths in and and counting in a six count hold for two out for seven you do that three times that's a little bit of meditation right and and i think we have this misconception that it has to be some grand yeah. eye opening experience it doesn't you're just you're just getting into the present moment you're concentrating on your breath i still use guided meditation to this day after 1600 straight days of it Because my mind still wanders still after this time. And I love somebody telling me to come back to my breath. So know that it's not going to be perfect when you start. You might suck at it. Your mind might wander. That's a natural thing. Give yourself some grace. Come back to your breath. Maybe you do guided meditation where somebody's telling you do it and just start that practice. It is one of my core three things I do every single day, regardless (coughs) Regardless of where I'm at in the world, if I'm on vacation, if I'm traveling for business, whatever it is, that is one of my three core things I do every single day.
0: This is a selfish question. What do you use for the guided meditation? (laughs) Because maybe I would would give it a shot.
1: So Insight Timer is the app I use. Insight Timer is the app I use. One of the reasons why, and I'm sure Calm and Headspace, some others have the same thing. But Insight Timer. Once I'm done, it shows me how many consecutive days I've meditated. So, you know, you think about the tracking factor to anything you want to build Yeah. from a good habits perspective, tracking is so critical. And all of a sudden you see, Hey, I've done it 10 straight days. Let me see how far I can take it. And that's how I've gotten to where I'm at.
0: Okay, cool. Yeah. Like I said, I've done a little bit of the breathing exercises and stuff like that. And I, I think, uh, I I can notice how much the breathing exercises I started doing because I wasn't sleeping well. And so I'd wake up at night and just lay there awake. And I was like, I don't, I didn't know it. I was like, I just got to try something. And so he had had me, my trainer had had me do some of this breathing exercises after like an intense workout, just to sort of calm everything. And I was like, I don't know, it'll give me something to think about while I'm (laughs) laying here awake. And it it seemed to really help that. So I, I just, it's an interesting concept that that yeah, I've I've thought was a little bit, you know, at times I've thought it was a little bit silly to to do that, but because probably because of exactly the, the reasons that you stated is that you're just mm-hmm. picturing like a monk on a mountain, you know, kind right. of just for you know, <laughs> meditating <laughs> yeah. for hours at a time. So right. uh I, I think it's a good point to make that it doesn't have to be that way. You can take, you know, I don't know, five or ten minutes and just kind of uh calm yourself and, and and center your mind. So very cool. Um, Jeff, let's, let's switch gears a little bit. I want to ask get to ask you the kind of the questions that I ask every guest, okay. um, as part of the show. Uh, the first one is, you know, based on the name of the show being know your why. And so I always ask every guest, what is your, why, what, what drives you, what kind of keeps you, Going, I think we know, you know, so you, you told the story and thank you for telling that story of, of your mom and, and sort of what maybe caused you to shift into this space. But, but what keeps you going? I'm, I'm sure part of it's still that. But, but what is your why?
1: So I discovered this a couple months ago as I was really kind of listening to my heart, and my soul and my why now is to impact 1 billion families by 2072. So I'll be 97 years young at that point, but that's my North star. And it could be from speaking to a company corporation and mom or dad takes back to their family, hey, the positivity or the mindset and they can help educate their kids that there's a different way of thinking about things. So 1 billion families and bringing that positive energy that gratitude every single day that that's truly, truly my why. And that's, that's my guiding North star and mission.
0: That's, uh, I mean, that would be amazing. That's a, (laughs) the, to have that much impact in the world would would just be amazing. Um, second question, tell us something about yourself that, uh, maybe isn't common knowledge people don't know about you, something to, to let the, let the listeners know you a little bit better.
1: So I talked a little bit about being biggest complainer in uh, the uh, the high school years, early early college. Another piece is I was an extreme introvert to the point where like five, six, seven years old and I want to go over to a friend's house. My mother would have to come with me. So, you know, it's it's not where you start, it's where you end up. And that's always something when I'm speaking or on a podcast, people are like, wow, he's he's just so confident. He's got this this energy. It was not like that for, for many years in, in my life. So through practice, through repetitions, you can, you can build if you have that growth mindset.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I I too am an introvert. And I I think, I feel like that doesn't necessarily go away. Uh, You just, as you said, you you keep putting in the work, putting in the repetitions uh, and you'll get, more and more comfortable, it's, it's that you know, whole concept of getting comfortable, being uncomfortable sort of thing where it's just, okay, I know this is going to be hard for me, but I also know that putting in the work and, and getting through it is, is going to be really good for me. So it's
1: Yeah, I mean, putting in those mental reps we talked about mm-hmm. early on, right? I remember being in corporate America 10, 15 years ago at a meeting with 70 people. I'm the last one to raise my hand. Fast forward after a lot of repetitions, going to a Toastmasters club event, they always ask the new guests to get up and speak for two minutes. There was the rep I could put in. I raised my hand first and went up there first. I would have never done that previously without that that work and hitting right. that mindset, Jim.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and just recognizing that, right? Recognizing that this is super uncomfortable for me. I'm gonna actively make a decision to do that, right. even knowing that it's super uncomfortable. So, yeah, I think uh, I think that's really important stuff. Um, when people hear this and they want to reach out to you, what, what's the best way? And we'll, we'll we'll put whatever you want in the show notes.
1: Yeah, they can uh, they can go to themorningfire dot com t h e morningfire dot com. I've got the ability to grab a complimentary 20-minute call if they they want to with me. They can grab my number one best-selling book either there or through Amazon, Rise Fight Love Repeat Ignite Your Morning Fire. That's the blueprint that I use to prepare for success at night and then that first 30 minutes how do I stack wins, create all that progress and uh, how I've helped my clients. Podcast is Morning Fire for Entrepreneurs if they want to check that out and then I'm all on all major social channels. So just give me a look, drop me a DM, love speaking to people and and bringing positive energy and hope and enthusiasm to every conversation. Awesome. Awesome. Uh
0: final question for you. What is one piece of advice that you would give to someone that maybe they're maybe they're in a, you know, kind of a dark place, they have had a tragedy, tragedy like you did. What would you tell them to kind of help them uh, you know, shift that into a more you know positive way of thinking
1: after darkness comes light after night comes day right there there is going to be that light in your life again you've just got to fight through it and if you have that mindset of hey I, this is going to make me stronger i know i'm in a tough place i've got that hero inside of me and every single one of us has that hero inside just waiting to bust out knowing that Hey, this is going to make me stronger. I can get through it. Having that mindset, it's so, so incredibly important. And if you can't, then find somebody that can help you get through it because there are a lot of amazing, amazing resources, coaches, mentors, friends, family, having that courage to ask for help. It can, one conversation can change, can ultimately change your life, shift your perspective. And that's just amazingly powerful when you think about it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I I think hundred percent right, and 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 it's true. Don't don't be afraid to ask for help, right? It, it, as we as we talked about, it's like the people that you think are the you know whatever whatever your hero is, whatever superstar you th- you think is amazing, whether it's you know <laughs> the Michael Jordans, the Elon Musk's, the, the Jeff, who who in whatever capacity you think, like those people didn't get there on their own. They they definitely had help. Every single one of them has a coach like, you know, I, I don't think I don't think most people knew about Tim Grover, Michael Jordan's coach until like sort of relatively recently Not when mm-hmm. when Michael Jordan was actually playing. I don't think anybody knew who Tim Grover was, but but like now that, you know, <laughs> the, 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 the assumed greatest basketball player of all time had right. had his coach, right? Like his guy. And it's just you have to. But, but all, all people used to talk about was, you know, all the things that Michael Jordan did, well, it's like someone has to help him get the, do those things. So you got to put in the work, but, but don't be afraid to ask for help.
1: Yeah. I've got his book back on my bookshelf there. It's awesome. So yeah, yeah it's, it's yeah. so, so true. And they most likely have multiple coaches right. in different right. areas. Yeah. Like yeah. they, they know yeah. the value in it. So it's incredibly powerful. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Michael Jordan, I mean, it's big into business now. I'm sure he has a bunch of business coaches and it's like, right. they're all waiting for their time to have, you know, <laughs> have uh, books and movies about them being his coach too. I mean, it's just, it's a, uh, a, a real thing, a real, you know, a thing that we don't, maybe don't know as an outsider to that world, but the, the, the all those highly successful people have people helping them. So, um, Thank you. Thank you for coming on the show. I really do appreciate it. I appreciate everything that you shared. Um, I, I think all of this stuff is, is just incredibly powerful. So, so thank you.
1: Uh, grateful, uh, grateful to be here and thank you for, uh, for having me.
0: Absolutely. All right, everyone. Uh, if you like this episode, as I'm sure you will, because Jeff provided so much value, please go ahead and, um, comment like the show, um, that way we can get it out to more people. Thanks. Have a great day. or simply someone that wants to hear an inspiring story, the Know Your Why podcast is made for you.